You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, Joe Ostrowski with you. It was one of the biggest upsets that we have seen in the college football playoff. The third-seeded TCU came back as underdogs, and they beat Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl back on Saturday. And that victory, Joe, just really continued what's been a storybook season for this Horned Frogs team. I mean, there's there's been people saying, hey, they're frauds, they're going to fall off, and here they are in the national title game. I mean, gosh, it would be something if they could pull this off and win the championship on Monday. That's something that uh, has stood out to me and been a little surprising because even those that have doubted TCU throughout, I, I, I think it's okay to admit you're wrong, right? Just based on the results that we saw. Now, if you want to bl- blame Michigan for their part in that loss, that's, that's okay too. They did put 45 on the board though. Um, but, like, I'm still hearing that people are upset. Like, lo- big college football fans, they're, they're upset with the championship game because their concern is this is going to be a blowout, a no contest, that really the championship game was, was those high-scoring affairs that we had on New Year's Eve, and that was so much fun. And it was. So, like, can't have everything, right? I mean, that, that was ridiculous. Those games going back-to-back back on New Year's Eve, it was everything college football fans asked for. The overs just flew in. Back-and-forth games, really exciting. Some great comebacks, more so on the Georgia side. And then people are so angry. They're like, oh, well, th- this championship game sucks. Th- this blows. Like, what are you talking about? just had two phenomenal semifinal games. It's what you all wanted. I mean, it's the same people that complain about everything. Like, they're, they're mad. You don't have the expansion. You, you get four really good to great teams, and then you get two great games, and people are still mad. I guess it's just the way of the world at this point. But I just – I thought most people would look at that TCU victory and be like, yeah, man, I was wrong. Even if I didn't want them in, I was wrong. You know, I admit that I was wrong because I didn't like the seeding that they got after losing to Kansas State in the conference championship. I'm like, how do you not budge them a little bit, move them down a little bit? Like, this could have been the semifinal game. And then, and, uh, then you set up for something else. And for those who do think this could be a blowout and they're disappointed, like, let me remind those folks that TCU beat Michigan outright as eight point underdogs you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like they showed they belong they jumped out to a lead early i mean maybe i do like like me a good underdog story but i mean i i want tcu to win this one and i hope it is a close game yeah i mean you could play all sorts of games that uh you want with this i mean tcu took down michigan uh the same michigan team that demolished ohio state in columbus the Ohio State team that was up by multiple scores in fourth quarter against Georgia. Like, I know it's all about the matchups, but you can play all sorts of games with that and, and try to talk yourself into uh, TCU here. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, 
18 to three, fourth quarter for Georgia in that game for a comeback. So it's, it sets us up for this. The number on what are we, Thursday, Thursday morning, we're at 12 and a half. That number's come down a little bit. It reminds me of the immediate reaction for the TCU-Michigan line. It's, it's not uh, it, this one obviously much higher, but there was immediate support for TCU knocking the number down a little bit, and that's what we got with this <laughs> one. Myself included. I'm a public better. <laughs> well, I, I don't even know that it was public. I mean, that, okay. that could have been some people that, that felt that the number was wrong. Uh, most of the public is going to bet on Monday if we're being real about it. Uh, so this goes from 13.5 down to 12.5. The total, pretty high. Sitting there at 63. We don't see a lot of totals in jo- that high with Georgia games because their defense is so strong. So um, here's the thing. I, m- my gut reaction was TCU. I agree with the move. I think they can hang. I don't expect them to win the, the title, but I think they can hang around and, and be live. And even if they're not, quote, live, you know, you're down 17, somewhere in that range, 17 to 20 points, like backdoor yeah. cover. Still up in the air. I think they can cover the spread in this spot. But I will say, Aaron, as you look at these matchups, I'm having a tough time finding a spot where the Horned Frogs have a clear-cut advantage. Like, okay, this is where they're better than Georgia. Like, that, that's been the tough part for me once you dive into these matchups. Yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like it's going to come down to – TCU's offensive line being able to, you know, give the quarterback time against that really, you know, big, strong Georgia defensive line, um, you know, because he could get destroyed. Um, Just quickly, I was thinking about it because preseason TCU was 500 to one uh, to win the national title. I wonder if you would have. 500? Yeah, if you would have been able to put that uh, or I, I don't even know if you, if there's good value even to have them win now with a TCU uh, basketball championship just for fun. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> no, 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 just for fun. Oh, you're saying do that right now? Make that Yeah, that if you just did a line? parlay. Yeah, and like TCU. A, a TCU championship parlay. I mean, that's TCU. twice. I think you have to do it at this point. That's twice it's come up. I know, you, right? Like, what are they for basketball? dangling right there i'm not sure are they even listed yeah i'm assuming (laughs) i'm gonna guess they're listed especially (laughs) after last night's win what we think 40 or more like 50 60 i was thinking 50 yeah 50 i i would guess 50 60 maybe higher though i mean there's some teams that yeah garbage this is ridiculous, they, man. They were probably like 150 to one or who knows. I don't even know basketball wise what their odds would have been to win the title. They are I, 50. I we nailed it. Yeah. And you know what, Paul? They're also 22 at some spots. They're ridiculous. What? How is no, that, that a thing? That's an <laughs> overreact. That is crazy. Well, yeah. But there's so a 50. One thing on. That's the best I see. Yeah. I mean, that's. The Big 12 is so stacked. I, I mean, again, last night, fun not to switch gears to college basketball too much, but last fun. night, fun to watch, fun night to watch college hoops. Uh, the Big 12, I will just be making appointment television, I think, for most of those games, especially those top teams, Kansas, TCU, Baylor, West Virginia, sneak them in there. But it'll be interesting to see how uh, the rest of that slate plays out. I definitely think it's the best conference 
in the country. But back to the football, can't both yeah. things be true? Like, I mean, we all watched that game. Michigan, fourth and goal, didn't get it done. Two turnovers, and then also the goal, that was a touchdown. You'll never convince me otherwise. The deep pass, he, he was in the end zone. I may have had, you know, definitely biased, had the Michigan side. But and then they turn the ball over on fourth and one at the goal line, or sorry, first like first and goal at the goal line. Then they fumble the ball. Like those are the fourth, the goal line, the goal to go situations more what, than the turnovers. I think are like the, what, do, what do you mean both things be true? To, so what do, what do you with the people? Yeah. I don't think the the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? TCU's not a fraud. Okay, they got here. I'm no, no. one. I am not upset, even though someone me who was holding an Alabama 120 to one ticket and thought they should have gotten in not necessarily over TCU, but like, I don't understand the point of being upset about TCU being in the game. Now, can you say they've gotten lucky and their luck continues? I don't think that's unfair. Cause I think that is what happened last game to a certain degree, not that they didn't earn it. And then if you're asking, where are they better? Isn't it the quarterback position? Can't Duggan neutralize all like if they're getting upfield mm-hmm. on them into the backfield, like the way he can scramble and get out of the pocket I mean, it's every time they look dead, that kid does something, whether it's in the Big 12 championship game, whether it's in a regular season game, all these comebacks they've had, and what he did last week against Michigan. I just – I'm not going to count him out. Here's why I hesitate on that, and it's nothing against Duggan. It's really about Bennett. TCU doesn't have pass rush. If Bennett gets – is there all day, everybody's expecting them to go run heavy, Mm -hmm. right? If Bennett can pick apart that secondary, it wouldn't surprise me. I was actually interested in his prop bets. Hmm. Like we've seen it before in big moments with this guy too, when everybody else is doubting him. Like, I mean, that you're right, Paul. That'll probably be talked about. He's not the best quarterback on the field, and there'll be people that will make their case for TCU based on that alone. The other uh, matchup that's interesting is TCU ran for 263 yards against Michigan, but might be without Kendra Miller. Um, do we know that status? Because TCU can't afford to be one-dimensional in this game against Georgia either. No, we won't know anything. I don't think so. Yeah, they just put out the questionable. And, you know, in college, you can yeah. get away with saying nothing. You find out, like, with everybody else, oh. they kick off. When they're on the field yeah. or, they're, or they're not. It, yeah, the there are no rules for uh, college football coaches as far as that goes. Um, yeah, so. I don't think we're going to get TCU is locked up, too. I used to cover them, and they don't yeah. tell you anything over there. It was like Fort Knox over there. <laughs> I don't have to. Well, yeah, I mean, much of the media is fans, right? They either yeah. went there, they're cheering for them, they got the pom-poms in the, the press box. So, I mean, it's a great story. Good for them. Um, and I do root for Sonny Dykes. Like I, you know, I, I'd like to see him win. That'd be really cool. Is there a lesson learned here on the TCU 500 to one that just, you know, if you've got a feeling on a team in one of those power conferences, like you just, if you think TCU's live to win the big 12 and it was a, you know, when people think big 12, you automatically go, Oh, down year, they might not send anybody. Oklahoma's going to be down. They lose their coach. All these changes there, they're not winning it. And if it's not Oklahoma, it's not Texas. Like nobody's, nobody's coming out of the Big Twelve. Like if you had a feeling on TCU, is that team we talked about in the preseason? 
um, we talked about a, a couple of different teams in that conference and how wide open it was and everything went right for this team. Like even that number, like 500, they good enough to get there. They got there and they won a game. They got every, just luck lined up so many different times. They could have easily been bumped down to the four and face Georgia in the first game. Then they get eliminated, but no, they get Michigan who, you know, you couldn't really knock them, but they also didn't, play anybody all year due to their schedule until the Ohio State game. Recency bias, of course Michigan's the number two team in the nation. So then they get that matchup and, and they show they kind of expose them a little bit. But um, I, I wonder, is there a lesson learned here? Because even having T- 501, what do you do? What do you do with that? You just do money line? I guess. For but what's a certain amount, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um... What I am kicking myself about as we look up that money line is that we brought them up at 80 and 100 to 1 in like November. And mm-hmm. not going to throw Jason Scott under the bus, but he was one of many, including ourselves. <laughs> we were just like, we were just like, I don't see the path. And like, it was very right. tough to see uh, the path. So we just felt we'd be throwing money away. But I think, yep. especially <laughs> when, you, when you spin it forward to, you know, That's the a- expanded playoff. Maybe like those 60 to one shot. I wonder when the numbers like those 60s and 80s, will those be gone with teams like TCU more in like September because you're going to have an expanded field? I just wonder how right. that's going to change. Yes. yes. See, that's where, that's where you make your money. And then when do you start hedging? By the way, that money line minus 430. So, I mean, you definitely want to make some money, but also yeah. to have a, a monster ticket like that, I mean, that could be a dream come true. And then maybe there's some live opportunities, too. They get off to a good start, gonna, something like that. I was going to bring up the live spot. And I guess you could play it either way. Like, if Georgia runs it down their throat, it would be very precarious. But then you get, like, a 17 and a half. Or, you know, does it jump? How, how high does it get? And we've seen TCU do this, you know, all season. Why would they not do it again? Or is it the other way, which... I did last week and didn't work out so well, but TCU makes an early strike and then people hit Georgia, which I think the entire world would if that drops like a six and a half. So first half number is kind of split in the market. Some posting seven, others seven and a half. What do you think about TCU seven and a half first half? Do you like that more than 12 and a half for the full game? I do. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. 31 and a half total. We've seen a lot of years where these title games start really slow. Really slow. So that might be... Plus seven and a half DCU first half? Or under 31 and a half. There's some of those out there. That's a possibility. Game script, and it's like Georgia has to establish the run for Bennett to get that time i mean tcu doesn't have a pass rush regardless but if they take their time get the run game going before they start picking apart that secondary then yeah maybe it stays lower scoring in the first half this is betql daily presented by betmgm man if you made it this far in survivor hats off to you we'll take a look at nfl week 18 survivor and the latest on joe o's pool coming up next on the betql network